Well, if you haven't already taken your study guide out, I wish you would now. You can find it in the bulletin you received on the way in the door this morning. Uh, if you'll have that handy. Today we come to the conclusion of our series, Christmas Perspectives. We've been looking at the perspective of the first Christmas through the eyes of different people. And today we come to Jesus Christ. Uh, it's interesting that my thoughts about this have changed a lot as I've studied through this particular thought in this particular perspective. I, I believe it to be a perspective of sacrifice, ultimate sacrifice. We think about a lot of times one aspect of Christ's life being sacrifice. And yet what I want you to see this morning is that his entire life, the fact that he was born in a manger as a baby, a helpless baby, represents sacrifice for us. I want you to see that as we look through. If you have your study guide out now, you'll see the passage listed at the top, Luke chapter 2. We see the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, verses 4 through 7. It says, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there... The days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the perspective of Jesus Christ for just a few minutes because in my opinion, this is the ultimate in sacrifice is what he did because you think about what was happening in Jesus' existence prior to him coming to this earth, whether that being nine months before his birth or at the time of his birth, whatever you want to say about that, it really doesn't matter. But you think about the distinction, the difference, the drastic difference between his existence in heaven, where he was worshipped and adored, where he sat as the authority. You think about the difference in that to the time that he came as an infant, a helpless baby, Lying in a manger. Now you're talking about sacrifice. Jesus gave up heaven. He gave up so much in order to come. And that's what I want us to see. I want you to walk with me for a little bit as we go through these three thoughts. Because I believe when we get finished, what we're going to come to the conclusion is that we as a group of Christians, as a group of believers, as a group of people who know about Jesus Christ, ought to more than ever be thankful for Christmas. And Christmas ought to mean so much more to us than what it typically does. And so think about this. Number one, if you've got your study guide, write this down. For Jesus Christ, this was a temporary sacrifice of position for him. There were a lot of sacrifices involved in him leaving heaven to come to this earth. But one of those was a temporary sacrifice of his position. Where he sat as God. Where he sat at the right hand of his Father. Where he sat in control of creation. Where he spoke and it existed. Where he spoke and things happened. This was Jesus Christ. God the Father's Son. His only begotten Son. Who in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word spoke. And creation happened. You see this in First John, the book of John chapter 1. You see Jesus Christ in this position of authority. Where he spoke and what he said took place. 
But then all of a sudden, something changes. The plan of God leads him down a different path by which now he enters into the, the, the existence of mankind. You see in the passage listed below, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7, Paul is writing about it. He said, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, though he was God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That Jesus Christ emptied himself of the right, the possession, the authority of God Almighty to come to this earth to carry out the plan of God by which he would bring the redemption of mankind. What an incredible sacrifice. But you notice in the point, it says that it was a temporary sacrifice. I think it's important to understand that he didn't come, give up his authority, give up his position, and he still is without it. But in fact, what we find Paul saying in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 through 23, he says, May God make you understand what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him as a head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You see, yes, Jesus gave up his position. He gave up his authority. But that was a temporary thing because once he had completed the plan of God, God restored him to his position where now he is over everything. There was certainly a sacrifice involved. But not only was it a sacrifice of his position, number two, it was also a sacrifice of his life, a temporary sacrifice of his life. Now you can look at this from two different ways. You can look at it as a sacrifice of his, his existence, what we would call our lives, because he certainly sacrificed a lot to come to this earth. He sacrificed being served to come to be one who was now the server, in fact, he said in Matthew 20, 28, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. His existence a ransom for many. Yes, he gave up a significant part of his existence in glory with the Father to come to this earth, to live among us, to be one of us, to take the form of a servant. But it also, from the other side of this, means that he not only gave up his existence in the way he knew it, but he also gave up his physical life. Physical life. Now that's the part we generally think about as sacrifice for Jesus. That Jesus came and died for us. That he gave his life for us on the cross of Calvary. That he paid a high price for us. And yes, it is true. That was a huge sacrifice. Because he was... In authority, he had power, he had the position over all creation, and now he subjected himself to his creation, and they would despise and reject him, they would hate him, they would abuse him, and they would crucify him. Jesus would give his life and sacrifice for us. 
What an incredible thing. But that also was temporary, as the point says. It was a temporary sacrifice of his life. Because once he had completed the plan of God, God brought life back into him. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, Paul says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Jesus Christ gave his life, and in full sacrifice and obedience to the Father, God stamped his seal of approval upon the sacrifice of his son that once he had died, been buried, placed in the tomb for three days, God brought his life back into him. Established him once again on this earth where he was seen by men and eventually brought him back into glory where he also reestablished, reintroduced, gave him back his existence as he had had it before his crucifixion. You see, this was a sacrifice for the Savior. It was a sacrifice of his position. It was a sacrifice of his life. And then finally, number three, it was also a temporary sacrifice of his glory. A temporary sacrifice of glory for the Son of God. Because he left glory. He left heaven's splendor. There was a great distinction, a great change in the glory he had enjoyed in heaven and the glory he would enjoy on earth. Now he still had glory on earth. When the angels came and spoke to the shepherds, and they sang the praises of Jesus that he was born. The shepherds came and worshipped him. The wise men came from a distance to find him and they worshipped him and gave him gifts. There was glory Time to time throughout his life, it's visible to us. I believe that there was always glory through his obedience to God as he glorified the Father, the Father glorified the Son. But we see the distinct change in the glory that he had that was his, that was rightfully his as God in heaven and that that was given to him while he was on the earth. Because instead of being glorified as he was in heaven, now the people hated him. They rejected him. They despised him. They spat upon, spat upon the very Son of God. But this too was temporary. Because the passage that we've been reading, Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11 says, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ, who had, who had given up his glory to come to the earth to gain a different type of glory, now went through the process, the plan of God. He died on behalf of mankind. He was buried. God reestablished him in life. God gave him his life back. And then when the time was right, God took him from the earth in the cloud uh, that was ushering him into heaven. He went and God placed him back into this position of glory as he established him as ruler over all. And he gave him a name that was above every name. And interestingly, the passage says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. Those on earth, those in heaven, those under the earth. It's significant because of what we see taking place. That now in our day and time, there are those who 
here today and other places worshiping God. They are there at the name of Christ. They recognize the name of Christ. They have bowed the knee before Him. And there are those in our world and maybe even in our church today that have rejected Him. They have denied Him. Therefore, they have not bowed the knee to Him. But God is telling us through the writings of the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians chapter 2 that one day, everyone will recognize Him as Lord. Those who are alive on this earth, those who have already gone to their heavenly reward in heaven, and those who are under the earth, those who have died, those who are now in a place we know of as hell, this temporary holding place until they will be judged, they will stand before Jesus Christ, will be judged and will be sentenced to the lake of fire. That every person who has ever lived, regardless of their backgrounds, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their standing in society, every person will stand before Jesus Christ, will recognize Him as Lord, will fall before Him, and will declare that He is Lord. Truly, Jesus Christ is worthy of that even now, but someday it will be given to Him. This too involves sacrifice. I've always had in my mind that sacrifice was what he did on the cross of Calvary. And I failed to comprehend the concept that everything he did was sacrifice. Everything he did was sacrifice. And he did that on our behalf. And as I thought about that over the last few weeks, bringing together thoughts for today, I, I just... I came to the place to where Christmas was so much more significant for me. That yes, I, I don't believe that, that we need to walk around all day long and, and we need to have just one mindset to where we don't recognize that our family's there and we don't spend time enjoying each other. But I think that Christmas should be so much more significant in our lives because of what we see. Because of the understanding of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. That instead of spending a few minutes to thank God for Christmas. And then the rest of the day is spent in other things. That we ought to set aside time throughout the day. To where we just pause and reflect. We reflect on the sacrifice. We reflect on the amazing gift of Almighty God. That was given to us started in a manger ended on a cross borrowed tomb resurrection and return of Jesus Christ to heaven may this day be so much more to us may it bring about an attitude of thankfulness that we never knew should have been there all along